Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. Hello, everybody. We have fun today just being able to explore yourself by way of the tarot. Tarot cards have been around for millennium, but we'll get to know a lot more about what's going on with the tarot through Brigitte, who's going to be calling in through Skype in Australia, and she's trying right now her best to be able to get through. Excited, though, because it is so fun to be able to explore yourself by way of being able to use images and uh, representation, symbology, to be able to go inside yourself and have a meditative experience, to be able to use whatever is around you, and in that moment be able to explore what it means to you relative to yourself. You know, it's not very uncommon for the shamans, for example, to be telling you to pick up a rock and then to be able to look at the dimensions and the designs of the rock. Uh, even though the rock really ultimately has no relevance to you in life. And yet what we discover is that an individual doing so can find the symbology of the shapes in the rock and the communication therein. So Brigitte Esselmont is going to be helping us do that very thing, but by way of using the imageries of the tarot cards. Uh, Hello, Brigitte. Welcome from Australia. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing very well. I'm so glad you're here with us. Um, Brigitte, it is uh, so important for everybody to know how to reach you for online tarot readings or for classes which you offer um, and also to be able to use this incredibly rich website that you've been able to create. And so before we get to know you, how do they contact you so they can even look at it right this very moment while they're listening to the show? Yeah, absolutely. It's um so it's Bridget from Biddy Tarot and you'll find me at biddytarot.com. That's B I D Y T A R O T.com. Um and yes, that's where you'll find everything tarot, everything that I cover. What thank you so much. So that's biddytarot.com. Tell us Bridget about the magic of the tarot cards in terms of being able to do self-exploration and meditations. What's so uh, in compelling and inspiring about the tarot cards? I think, you know, the, the beauty of the tarot is that it is so, um, it's so visual and, you know, there's such a rich sort of um, symbolic tapestry that we see in the, in the cards. You know, you even just take one of the 78 tarot cards and there's so much going on. Um, especially when you're working with a deck, say, like Rider Waite. Um, there are certainly some decks out, of, out there that are um, 
let's say, not as illustrative, but certainly with those, those decks that have got wonderful, rich pictures, um, there's so much that you can do in terms of picking up different symbols and then using those symbols as almost like um, intuitive cues. Uh, almost like little doorways into your own intuition so you know maybe you see like a lion in a card and it starts to remind you of like your inner lion or your strength that comes within um, and even just you know that picture within itself is so powerful um, so that's why you know using the tarot you know we obviously we've seen so many different uses um, the whole you know gypsies and uh, crystal balls and so forth but I think this is you know much um, you know really exciting place of working with the cards is when you're using it for self-discovery and um, meditation and so forth. How did you become involved in, in doing the tarot cards at all, both as a reading as well as a meditation? Yeah, um, I started when I was about 18. I was about to head off to Germany for a six-month exchange um, as a you know, after-school um, experience and I thought, oh, I'll go and see um, a tarot reader. So I went to see this lady and she pulled um, a number of cards, but one of which was the Emperor. And I saw this card and, and she said to me, oh, you're going to meet a boyfriend, you know, like the one boyfriend. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, that sounds great. Um, and I thought maybe she, she tells this to everyone. But actually, lo and behold, I go to Germany and I meet someone really special. Um, now, he's not my husband now, but... Um, he was certainly my first boyfriend and that was you know a wonderful experience so you know that sort of first-hand experience showed me just the power of, of the tarot cards and I thought you know what maybe maybe this is something I could teach myself um, I am certainly interested in you know more spiritual um, things and, and the tarot showed a lot of potential in, in that respect and so you know growing up like through my um, 20s Again, the tarot was such a powerful tool for this self-discovery and I learned so much about myself as I was studying the tarot cards. Um, and at the same time, you know, I was studying at, at university and I was doing a, a business degree. Um, and so it was really lovely to be able to, you know, put the accounting and the marketing books down and, you know, start to explore um, the more spiritual side of the tarot cards, you know, to counterbalance um, all of those studies. So that was really the beginnings of um, my time as, as a tarot reader and it's certainly grown. Um, now I've been reading, goodness, I think just over 15 years professionally. So time has flown. <laughs> well, clearly your business uh, savvy shows in your website. Again, it's biddytarot.com, B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T.com. And if you were to Google any of you, any card that you're interested in, if you did your own reading, com is usually top on the list on the first page and helping you being able to interpret or think about the meaning of the cards. So, Brigitte, a fabulous job on your business aspect of this sort of thing. And for a moment, talk about the schools and classes that you offer as well as how to help people establish their own tarot business. Yeah, um, so just, you know, really in the last year or two, I've, I've focused on building a number of um, online tarot courses. And the reason I wanted to do this is because when, when I was reading tarot, um, I could really see like so many different ways of going about learning tarot. So, you know, I, I was very book focused. So I started, you know, trying to memorize everything that I was reading in books. 
and uh, I think you know the biggest thing I got out of that was a massive headache. <laughs> um, so, you know, I certainly see a lot of other beginner readers sort of taking that path and then realizing that, oh, it's just, you can't just memorize tarot card meanings. Um, and then I also saw another path where, you know, a lot of um, tarot courses or, you know, sort of the tarot experts with, you know, finger quotation marks around it um, were presenting tarot probably in a way that was highly complex and almost like out of reach. Um, so when I started working on my own tarot courses um, for the people within my own community, I really wanted to create a course that was accessible to everyone that made tarot easy, but it's it didn't gloss over, you know, the depth and the richness of, of tarot. So just in, um, when did we start? I think it was February or March this year. We had um, just over 100 students um, with me doing a six-week tarot course where we really deep-dived into the, the tarot card meanings. And in August, I'll be running another six-week course online for... Um, knowing how to read the tarot cards but doing it with you know that confidence because I think when, you know, when we feel really confident about reading tarot that's when we do really magical things um, and so yeah I'm, I'm just having an absolute ball and, and it's so lovely to inspire so many different people you know beginners right through to you know, even people who've read tarot for like 10 15 years are joining these classes and just they're like my goodness you know there's all these things that I'm seeing in the cards that I've never seen before um, and also in addition to the, the online courses, what I also teach are tarot masterclasses. And in those masterclasses, we spend you know, a 90 minute um, webinar online and we really deep dive into certain topics around tarot. Um, so for example, like reading tarot for yourself or um, reading reverse tarot cards. So lots and lots of different avenues for connecting with the tarot cards. Well, that's you know, that's very clear. Now, uh, in a moment, I know that you offer a, a free download book at, and in some way, fashion, or form that somehow they can get a hold of that. But we'll hold that for a moment because I'm wondering if we can dive into a tarot card meditation. And I know that you have in mind some way to go about doing this to demonstrate what you have found to be optimally rich for people when they want to use tarot for meditation. So where do we begin that process? Right, so let's do, um, have we got it? let's see, how, how much time do you think we've got here? About 15, 20 minutes to go into a full meditation or I can do a little, a shorter one if that's um, a bit easier. Let me know. How about if we start with a little shorter one and we actually have 50 more minutes left, but let's start with a little shorter one so we can kind of discuss the process while we're also discovering um, what's going on. Right, all right, brilliant. So, um, if you can, if you have a tarot deck, fantastic. Um, what I'd like to do is we'll work with the full tarot card. Now, if you're online, even, you know, that's, that's easy. Just type into Google full tarot card and look under the images. And what you'll do is you'll be able to pick up an image of this tarot card. So just make sure that you've got either the actual full tarot card in front of you or if, if you're not, um, if you don't have the deck, then go straight um, online and grab an image from there. So once you've got that in front of you, um, what I want you to do is, you know, just take a look at that image and you don't need to really 
understand it you don't need to assess it you don't need to figure out well, what does the dog mean what does the you know the little cliff mean what do, what do all these things mean I just want you to look at that card and just let that image start to sink into your mind take a look at the colors and the objects symbols in the card and just take a look at the fool and, and what he's doing there let it all sink in. How did you know that was the card I chose? So there we go. Uh, so just to kind of uh, interact with you so that the listeners can mm-hmm. get a feel for that. So um, I'm looking at the card of the fool, seeing someone that's upside down, thinking how simultaneously uncomfortable that appears and also how comfortable that would be for the spine to stretch. So Obviously, I went into the body aspect of it and looking at the red leggings and the silly costuming and the, the simultaneously carefreeness and tied to this, this this thing up above. So it doesn't look so carefree. All right, so those are my responses to it so far. Where do I go from here? Wonderful. All right, so once you've, you've sort of taken that image into your mind, um, then it's a good time to just gently close in your eyes and bring yourself into a nice, deeply relaxed state. So for some people, they might like to focus on their breathing, a couple of deep breaths, and just focus on relaxing your body. All right. And just as you're exhaling, just letting everything go, just letting your mind rest and relax. And when you're feeling relatively comfortable, just remember that image that you were looking at before in, in the full tarot card and then bring it up into your mind's eye. Start to see the fool again and the different objects that were in that, in that tarot card. Hmm. Okay, and now as you're seeing the fool before you, what you might want to do is go up to the fool and ask him, you know, what are you here to teach me? What message have you got for me? Hang loose. Hang loose. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's quite amazing, you know, when you're in this process, um, very, you know, some very different things can come to your mind without really being fully aware of why it came to your mind that way. But, um, yeah, wonderful. And then what you might want to do next is after you've had an opportunity to speak with this um, character is now you start to become the character in the card. You become the fool. And you feel what is it like to have, you know, perhaps you're seeing like the little knapsack over your shoulder. You're holding a white rose. You're dancing at the edge of a cliff. Your little dogs at your feet. What does that really feel like? What does it feel like in your heart, in your mind? What are the body sensations that you have as you are the fool? Hmm. So I get simultaneously precarious and reckless and daring and confident. Mm. I love that you've got confident in there. And is it? And it's what? It, what it's such a beautiful um, duality that you can be reckless but confident. Um, wonderful. And you no, know, just sort of take this moment now to bring in all of that energy because there's a way that you can 
access the energy of this card and then bring it into your own life and think about where would where do you need that full energy where do you need more of that full energy in your own life so i would imagine that people would go through things like they're thinking about their business life their relationships uh, some arena where they need to get out and some where they need to step in um, someplace that's kind of risky and what mm-hmm. would it take for them to uh, approach the risky situation without falling over the cliff or mm-hmm. some situation where maybe they're being too foolish. Uh, so I, I'm thinking about romance and business, finances, uh, the, you know, the normal everyday concerns of health. Those are probably the main areas. Is that true yeah. or is there more that people explore? Well, I mean, the <clears throat> the wonderful thing here is that it's such a unique experience to every different person. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so when, when we start to interact with these cards on such a, a deep subconscious level, we may feel that full energy coming out in many different ways. Um, so, for example, you know, maybe you're starting to connect with your children more. Um, and you're finding sort of that inner child and that that recklessness that you have, you know, when you're a, a six-year-old, for example. Um, maybe it is about your business. You're about to just start a new business, and you can feel like that rush as you're standing on the edge of a cliff. And it's like, well, do I jump? Like, what happens? What what would what would happen if I was just to take that step forward? Would I fall or would I fly? You know, um, <clears throat> and if I was to just stay here in the same place, what would that feel like? Is that really what I want? So we can really engage with the actual imagery in this card and use that to explore some of our own decisions that we might be facing or our own situations that are important for us at the moment. And at this point in time, do you take it seriously in terms of like predictive or um, what, you know, what, like communication from spirit guides or at this is that part of this use of meditation or is that another use of the tarot card yeah i think it's a really um interesting and important question because i think for some some people will have very strong intuitive insights whilst they're in a meditation and you know particularly if they have a strong connection to their spirit guides then their their guides may be speaking with them or communicating in, in some way and, and you know that is a beautiful thing however I like I don't want you to ever have sort of that like the feeling of pressure oh my goodness I, I'm going to do this meditation I better find out what's going to happen tomorrow <laughs> um, what's more important is that you're just connecting with the energy of this card and um, it may simply be that you're just exploring that energy as opposed to necessarily um, having you know Um, a prediction or intuitive insight about what's coming up for you because I think you know this if we even take a step back if you're thinking about how tarot works in our lives we can use it for many different things and so prediction and connecting with our intuition is one way of using it but another way is to use it you know even for manifestation or for understanding parts of ourselves that are already in existence so there's you know it's taking away all of the the prediction side of things and I for example if you get off of... oh, oh sorry i know um, i've got I... say... <laughs> <Go ahead>. sorry <laughs> let's say you were um, <laughs> about to 
about to start a new business and again you maybe you've got that sort of feeling of intrepidation about making this big move so what you might do is go right I'm going to connect with the fool because I know that there's a lot of energy around here about making new beginnings and feeling that sense of risk but going with it so you know you may consciously decide to work with this card because you want to bring in that energy into your business and, and your working life. So you're even suggesting that if someone can approach the deck and say, okay, I need to know more about what it means to be an emperor or what it means mm -hmm. to be a hermit. I need to know that. And therefore, I'm going to go and meditate with that card and the archetypal designs that are associated with that card. Am I understanding correctly? Absolutely. And you said it so well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so Jung used to say, Carl Jung, who's, you know, in my field, psychoanalysis, used to use these cards for predictive and for meditative. And he also felt like each of these cards represented archetypal representations, icons, symbology of, of ourselves, and that every single card was a part of ourselves. And I thought, wow. 72 different parts of ourselves that we could tap into. Do you have any thoughts about that, Bridget? Yeah, look, I, I totally agree. And, and particularly with the major arcana cards, there's 22 major arcana cards in the deck. And these are known as the archetypes in the tarot because, as you said, you know, they do represent parts of ourselves that are already in existence. And it's as if we want to connect in with different archetypes in order to create or manifest certain outcomes in our lives. Um, and just as you said, you know, maybe you're about to go on a silence retreat and you want to connect in with the hermit because the hermit is a highly spiritual being but someone that spends a lot of time in his own space. And so you use the hermit to um, almost walk alongside you as you engage in, say, a silence retreat. Um, perhaps you want more strength in your life and so you work with the strength card. Um, maybe you're about to get into a new relationship so you work with the lover's card. Um, I think you know it's certainly very powerful to connect with those energies and, and as you say you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be about predicting certain outcomes it can be more from a therapeutic place as well. Why were the tarot cards originally created? What was the purpose of it? I know that when I went to Peru, uh, I had a whole lot of different spiritual teachers that I met up with during the course that I was there. And one of them actually took just a regular deck of 52 cards and read my reading, and she was spot on with every aspect of <laughs> looking at these, these normal poker cards in the deck and was absolutely amazed and realized, Wow, the origins of tarot card are associated to our regular playing deck. So, what was the origins of this? Why did this all get started uh, historically? Yeah, um, as far as we can tell, the tarot was um, it first originated in around the 1400s, and yet prior to that, you know, people were obviously working, um, you know, playing with playing cards. And playing cards themselves, as you just said, you know, can be used for divination. Um, with tarot cards, what happened in you know in the 1400s, many or you know the majority of people were illiterate, and so in order for um, you know spiritual lessons to be taught, they needed to be embodied in pictures, and so things like you know there's the Christian virtues. 
um, what was it, temperance. I'm not very strong on my religions, but um, I think it's temperance, justice, and uh, maybe it's virtue, which is actually linked to strength um, in the tarot card. So temperance, justice, and virtue. And in fact, these are three cards in, in the tarot deck. And it's believed that... Um, you know, these pictures were created in order to so in, capture the essence of what, what does temperance really mean without having to write it all out. Um, <clears throat> and so from there, you know, that, that's really where the tarot deck has grown. It's sort of been a tool to communicate, um, you know, deeper spiritual lessons, but through, not through words, but through pictures. And, you know, the whole sort of saying of a picture tells a thousand words is so relevant in, in this case. Um, and, in fact, I think from there, then tarot cards were used for divination um, as well as more about sort of the t um, spiritual teachings as well. How do the numbers fit into the process of it? So if, for example, I'm looking at one that has eight sticks just standing up or you have ten... Swords. I mean, how, what, what's, what's relevant about the numbers? Yeah, I, you know, I think a really um, simple and straightforward way of working with a tarot is know what your basic numerology is. So this is where the number stuff comes in. If you can um, know what you know the number one through to the number ten signify, then and you, I mean, you, you're much closer to understanding what the tarot cards mean. So um, we spoke just before, we've got the 22 major arcana cards. Now they are numbered um, from zero, which is the full, right through to 22. And then there are four suits of tarot cards. And within each suit, you have an ace, which is like a one, through to 10. And then you've got a page, knight, queen and king. And so when you're looking at the numbered cards in these suits, you can tell a lot just by the number. So, for example, you mentioned the um, the eights. Eights are often about movement, um, change, but in, more in terms of like progression. Um, ten, for example, is about endings and completion because it's the end of a cycle. And so then what you can do is you can marry up your understanding of the numbers in, in, um, in the tarot with the energy of each of the different suits. So there's cups which is around water and relationships and um, emotions. Uh, there's pentacles, which is sort of the earthly realm, or like our you know, finances, work, career, and those sorts of things. We've got swords, which is about the intellect and how we think about things. And we've got wands, which is that fire um, energy, the passion, the sort of drive and motivation. So you can marry up those suits with, with the numbers. And bam, you've just learned how to read 40 cards. Um, with just knowing that. Okay, so now how do you feel about giving us a read for uh, overall spiritual depth and ascension that the listeners can embrace? So if you were to yeah. do a tarot reading right now, talking about the different numbers, the arcanas, and tell us what are our guides for the day about spiritual ascension? Okay, I'm just shuffling. I'm going to take... Beautiful. Okay, I've just done three cards. Um, 
And the beautiful thing here is that all three cards are in the upright position. So I, I read upright cards, but I also read reverse cards. Um, and the upright card in this sense leaves me feeling like the energy flow here is just beautiful. It's, it's a free flow. Um, and it's something, it's, it's as if to say the message here is very clear. So the first card that I drew is the Ace of Pentacles. Now, if we were to go back to our very purest um, you know, way of looking at the cards, the Aces are all about new beginnings and almost like seeds of potential. Um, and Pentacles, as I said before, it can be about like the earthly realm. Um, but in this sense, I feel this is more about sort of um, outward manifestation. So it's saying to us that we have the opportunity to bring in all of our universal knowledge and energy and our connection to the universe and we can turn it into something real and tangible. Um, it may be perhaps um, just simply offering gratitude to someone. Um, it may be starting a project or um, even you know, a business undertaking um, that has spiritual connections. Uh, it's almost what I'm getting now is um, seeing like this hand with a pentacle um, on it it's as if a gift is being extended to us as, as a group here. And I think that's really lovely. Um, yeah, so the, the next card that I drew was this, is a Six of Cups. And this is a gorgeous card. It shows two young children playing in a castle in, the, in some very sort of safe, um, a safe garden within the confines of the, the castle. And the older child appears to be handing, you know, some flowers to the younger child. And again, I'm getting that sense of gift. Um, and isn't this beautiful? You know, I think the universe is telling us that we have a gift that we can share. Um, and we see this beautiful connection between the two kids. Now, I wish my two kids would play like this, <laughs> but they don't. Because <laughs> um, these two are playing really nicely together. And uh, I, I think it's just a lovely sign that, you know, if we can harness everything that we're getting from the universe and, and from our spirit guides and um, whatever it is that you connect to on that spiritual level and we offer it out to others, we can create a very special connection with people that is of the essence of pure love, really. Um, and again, from a, a, new, a numerology perspective, the sixes are about harmony and relationships and the cups as well about about relationships and emotions. So there's that beautiful, pure energy in this card. Um, the final card that I've got here is the moon. So the moon comes from uh, the 22 major arcana cards. And our majors, as you said before, about archetypes, they're also about you know, very strong spiritual lessons. And the moon is traditionally very, say, quite intuitive and connected to one's subconscious mind. Um, if you think about like the moon cycles and how, like think about how the moon affects the ocean and the sea. It, it creates tides. Um, the moon affects, you know, the, even when you go and get your hair cut, there are optimal times along with the moon cycles as to when you should cut your hair or even um, to harvest plants, for example. So the moon has this very strong power, but it's often in a very subtle way. And so I feel like it's, it's another sign that the universe moves through us in strong but subtle ways. And we can access that sort of deeper inner energy by connecting in with our subconscious. And again, I mean, what a beautiful lead-in to um, like meditation and, and the power of sort of that visualisation and connecting with your subconscious mind. 
So overall, I'd see you know the strong messages here around um, that we have a gift to share, and we need to do that through a place of pure love, but also in a way that's of tangible manifestation. Um, and when we do that, we allow for some more of those universal energies to move through us in strong but subtle ways. So in a sense, what a beautiful reading that is for our own spiritual ascension as we go through our progressive evolving spiritual um, identity. And it, in, in, in addition, I'm, I'm listening so carefully, Bridget, to the way you bring in not only your generic understanding of the cards, but also your own feelings associated to the cards. And I'm grasping that that's a part of the meditative process that you're talking about. Yeah, so if, if I'm to like unpack the process, because oftentimes, you know, stuff happens like in milliseconds. Um, and certainly when I'm teaching my students, I have to keep thinking, okay, well, what was it that led me to that point? And what I find is that, you know, as I'm looking at a card, as I'm talking about a card, certain things will just suddenly grab my attention. And I've really trained myself to now go with that. If something's grabbing my attention, um, whether it's from a visual perspective, I might be seeing something. Sometimes I hear like just phrases come to mind um, and I just go with it. Um, and I think, you know, for advice for those who are listening who want to work with the cards in this way, it's so important to say yes to all of this stuff that comes to you. Um, even if like, you know, your, your conscious mind might be going, oh, but that's silly, don't say that. You know, just go with it um, because often this is how our intuition is talking to us by seeing what sort of picks up your attention, um, you know, intuitively. That's that's what's helping us connect in a very special way with the cards. So, so you're so as we're talking about the meditative process, process you're you're emphasizing your own internal process, the world that you're in, your questions and your concerns that you bring to a card. Um, how also does someone view the cards or what is your opinion of viewing the cards as a way for spirit guides or entities or uh, or others apparently outside of us, angels, wanting to convey messages to us? How do you feel about that aspect of the use of tarot cards? Yeah, um, again, like this is the wonderful thing about tarot is that it's like it's simply a tool and different people use this tool in, in different ways. So for me, I, 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 I keep trying, but I'm finding it very hard to like connect with um, actual spirit guides or angels. I'm not saying that it's it's not possible. It's just I, it hasn't been an experience for me that's sort of manifested yet. However, that said... Um, I've got, you know, I've got some readers on my um, on my website, um, particularly Sherry, uh, and she's an endorsed Biddy Tarot reader. And I know that she works with the tarot in a way that is also highly connected to her um, more psychic abilities. So she works with um, what she calls upstairs, which is really, you know, um, sort of her panel, I guess, of um, spirit guides who are actively communicating with her as she's doing a reading and in fact for her it's less about the tarot cards and more about what she's sort of downloading from upstairs um, whereas when I'm reading the cards I'm probably you know I would say 80 to 90 percent working with the cards and, and what's sort of coming to me and then I'm also getting a little bit of filtering through in terms of you know how I say with um, 
you know, almost hearing like phrases or sentences coming to me or every now and then seeing, you know, a, um, a picture image coming into mind. Um, I, you know, you speak to any tarot reader and, and they will tell you a completely a different story about how they work with the cards and everyone, yeah, everyone has such a unique experience. Um, but certainly, yes, it is a way that you can connect with um, spirit guides, angels, um, upstairs, whatever you want to call it. It's interesting. It's almost as if the, the way in which an individual uses the cards is as unique as the cards themselves in mm. 78 different unique ways. Okay, Brigitte, now you offer a free ebook. How can they possibly have the wonderful opportunity to have access that book? Well, actually, I'm going to take it a step further and, and um, offer a, um, a free meditation um, because I think, you know, we've, we've sort of dabbled a little bit with the, the full, but what I'd like to do is share with your listeners the full 25-minute um, full meditation. And okay. what would be the best way? Should I? Um, I've got a link. Should I drop that link in to somewhere? Let me see if I can... Um, let me bring it up because it is a little bit long unless you've got your pen ready and waiting. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and try it. Is the link somewhere on your website, which is biddytarot.com, or can they get that link from you if they email you? Um, let's see. So note to self, create a shorter link in the future. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> For now, let's work with what we've got here. So um, in addition to biddytarot.com, I also have a site called tarotfoundations.com and this is really where um, my meditations and my online courses reside. So here we go. I hope you've got a pen ready. So tarotfoundations.com forward slash soul, S-O-U-L dash meditations Oh, hang on, let me just check this is the right one. Yeah. So soul dash meditations dash the dash full. Is that clear as mud? No. <laughs> oh, we're still going. Okay, go, go. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so let me just recap it. Tarofoundations.com forward slash soul dash meditations dash the dash full. There you have it, folks. Now, folks, you, of course, can listen to that one segment of this whole interview over and over again until you get that. But tarafoundations.com, and you will be able to move, look through this entire website. Again, a fabulous business job of being able to communicate to your participants. And then how do they get the free meditation on this site? So you can listen to it um, directly online. Um, so find, you know, find a place, a room where you're not going to be disturbed, uh, and then hit the play button, and you'll be able to listen to that full meditation online. Okay, and that's about it's about 25 minutes long, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, so folks, look up this terrafoundations.com as well as biddytara.com. They're both incredibly resourceful sites, so usable, and you will be able to increase your expertise, your enjoyment and understanding of what is going on with um, the Terra. Now, in terms of another use of the Terra cards, I wonder if someone 
were to come to you to find something uh, to locate, how would one use the cards to kind of stir up their unconscious knowing? They've lost it, but somewhere embedded in their unconsciousness, they might be able to use the cards to stimulate thoughts. Or have you ever done that? Hmm, it's a good it's a good question because a lot of people want to use the cards for um, certain things, and, and finding lost objects is one of them. I, I, to be like really honest, I don't feel like the cards will give a very direct answer, but it's always you know it's always something that you can experiment with. So let's say you have lost something. What you might do is draw you know one or two cards and as you're looking at those cards just again think about what's what's catching your eye in those cards and then think about okay that thing that i'm looking at what might that tell me about where my lost object is um i do think i think that there are other ways of trying to find lost objects so maybe dowsing where you know you um swinging a pendulum for a yes or a no um, but it may just be one method that you use in, in um, a range of, of other methods. Um, I, I have to tell you a funny story, though, about finding lost objects because I, I had this experience only a week or two ago um, and I, I was in the same spot thinking, my goodness, how am I going to use my tarot cards? I've got to find this thing. So I had lost my Kindle. I'm absolutely in love with my Kindle. Oh, and dear. I thought, yeah. And it's so unlike me to lose things. Like I, I always do mum checks all the time, like looking behind me, make sure I haven't left anything behind. Um, but I'd ended up losing the Kindle and I thought, okay, do I use my cards? But I actually decided in this case to set an intention and I said, right, it's going to come to me in a dream. I'm going to, it, you know, while I'm asleep, it's going to come to me. Um, so that night I went to bed and I'm like, right, it's going to happen and I woke up the next day and nothing. I couldn't remember my dream, nothing. I was so disappointed. Um, so I was like, right, okay, night two, it's going to happen. <laughs> and so um, I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night. I rolled over and I suddenly felt something really hard in my bed. And I threw off the covers oh and my I'm goodness. like, oh, it's my Kindle. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was thrilled and I was like, yes, I set the intention that it was going to come to me when I was asleep and it did. It didn't quite happen the way I thought it would, but yeah. Oh, that is a really a funny story and such a great illustration. You know, I also, um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to write fiction. I'm not, compl- I'm not really competent to do so because I don't have an imagination that could create those elaborate stories. Once upon a time, I thought, well, you know, you could use the tarot cards. You could, like, decide you can have five characters and pull the cards at random and find out what the characters are and different qualities and dilemmas that they find themselves in. And suddenly you have uh, the, the basis for a kind of fun novel and then keep put throwing tarot cards to see how the novel unfolds. Um, so that was my way of using tarot cards to create just a, an opportunity to write fiction. But you used Atera as a form of storytelling as well. Do you want to tell us something about that? Yeah, actually, so um, I, yeah, I know of many writers who use the tarot uh, to help them with their writing. And in fact, um, one of my Tarot Foundation students um, has just finished a whole novel that she actually used tarot cards to get her to write that full novel. Um, so it's incredibly powerful. And, you know, I've even used it, Sometimes when I'm getting stuck on a blog post, 
um, or if I'm trying to write some content, you know, maybe I'm trying to um, pitch one of my eBooks or one of my online products, and I draw a few cards to see, okay, well, what is it that I need to write about? Um, so it can be so helpful in in that respect. Um, but in terms of actual storytelling with the cards, you know, storytelling um, is so important just from you know a society um, perspective. It's the way that we communicate. Um, you know, ideas in, in a very powerful way. And so when we're reading with our tarot cards, it can be a great experience to use storytelling during a reading. Um, and, you know, even it, it can be as simple as, you know, you take one card, you look at the picture, and you start to tell a story about that, um, about that picture. So, for example, when we've got the fool, um, we can see the man standing on a cliff with a dog next to him. Right, so that's the description, but we could tell a whole story about this young man who, um, you know, he set forth, he, he left his parents' home with just, you know, the bare essentials because he wanted to go out and explore the world. Uh, and then, you know, as you're starting to tell that story, you can then bring it back into um, the perspective of the client. So, you know, maybe if I'm working with a younger person with this card, I might say, well, how does this, you know, have, have you sort of metaphorically left your parents' home or what is it that you've left behind so that you can start afresh? And, you know, what are your bare essentials that are going to get you through um, this journey? Um, and, you know, how does that sort of feel to be taking that step off the cliff and moving towards something that's unknown but, you know, is it incredibly exciting? Do you feel a sort of anxiety and so forth? So again, you can use that, um, the imagery in the cards to create a story and in that story you're connecting more meaningfully with your client when you're doing a tarot reading. That is a beautiful um, application in that regard. It also reminds me of sometimes people deciding that they want to understand better about another person who's in their lives and so they throw some sort of reading of another person. For example, someone could say, well, I'm interested in this woman or this man romantically, uh, how can I have their attention or why are they not paying attention? Or a difficult person at work and you just don't know what this conflict you have with that person is all about and that they would use their cards to be able to gain further insights and understanding. Have you ever done that? And what are some examples? Yeah, so um, there's a really neat sort of trick, I guess you could call it a trick or a technique, I should say, um, that you can do with the cards. And it may be as simple as drawing one card for yourself and one card for the person that you're interested in, whether it's, you know, um, someone that you're clashing with or someone that you want to get to know romantically, what have you. So you draw, draw those two cards and put them side by side. Um, and if you're working with a deck like Rider Waite, where you do have, oftentimes there's people in those cards, it's really interesting to have a look at how those people are interacting within the cards. So for example, um, the card representing you, the person in that card may be facing the person in the other card that's representing the other person. I hope this is a little bit hard to say it um, verbally, but hopefully you're getting a picture in, in your mind. So there's two uh -huh. figures. If if they're facing each other, then you can say, yeah, that's great. Like they're connecting. There's um, sort of understanding happening. But if you end up with one, maybe it's yourself, and you've turned like the figure in the card has turned their back 
on the other person, then that tells you a lot about that relationship as well. Um, and even, you know, it might be as far as both both people have got their backs turned to each other. Um, and, you know, you might even draw another card to sort of place in the middle of those two cards to find what is it that's sort of pushing those two people apart. Um, there's lots of different ways that you can really play again with the imagery uh, to understand relationships. Um, and I think just also to take a step back is that we've got to be really careful also when we're reading cards about other people that we're not sort of like prying into their personal information. So oftentimes I have clients saying, okay, I really want to know, does this, does this person love me? Are they seeing someone else? Like what's happening? Um, and for me, it's really important that we bring it back to what can the client change or focus on as opposed to what's going in someone else's life because, yeah, one, they can't do anything about it, but two, it's for me, I see that as um, unethical because we're prying into someone else's business and they haven't necessarily given permission for the reading. That is so interesting. You're kind of suggesting that there's a lot of power in the cards and to not pry means that we might be able to peek in. <laughs> so it's an interesting. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. You know, there's also a dark side to life, and there's also a dark side to the cards in terms of, well, I don't know what you would say are the reverse reversal of the cards always always dark, or there's the death card, or the ones with the swords that you know sometimes they're they're, they're poking into hearts in the person's <laughs> body. I mean, these things are really disturbing to look at at times. What do you yes. do with those aspects of the tarot? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's really important to recognize that nothing in life is wholly good or wholly bad. Um, so even, you know, even when we go through really challenging and, and difficult times in our own lives, there's usually something that arises out of that period that... Um, is beneficial or um, helpful in, in some way. So, um, you know, I often think of like the tower card. And in, in the tower we see um, this big tower, but it's been struck by lightning. There's flames coming out of the windows. People are leaping out of the windows. It's quite a dramatic card. Uh, and most often, like, you know, people think, oh, disaster, you know, something's gone really wrong. But I think the Tower card is also very powerful because it says to us, you know, sometimes we have to have pure destruction in our lives. So everything has to just turn, you know, really bad. But out of that, something grows. You know, we have to have destruction in order for there to be creation of something new. And so that in, in some ways, you know, um, is a blessing in disguise. And... Similarly, you know, you can have a, a card like the Sun card, which has got so much like positive energy in it. Um, it's so uplifting, but you can also have a bit too much of the Sun, right? So, um, you know, if, if you spend too much time in the Sun, you end up sunburnt with sunstroke. Um, so, you know, the Sun can sometimes recognize, uh, represent that there's almost like being too optimistic about things or too positive. And maybe you're putting other people offside because you're you're overly optimistic about things. So I think you know just um, as you work with the cards, just acknowledge that everything has got light and shade, and it's neither good nor bad in in that sense. Um, it's more important that we understand you know the the different perspectives of elements in our life. This gives us a, a whole philosophy of living life as well from 
what you mm. have just indicated. We have about nine more minutes, and I was wondering if part of that time you could do a reading for our audience just to find out what generically our audience needs to hear in this moment and just let the cards speak to us through you. And then I want you to consider what you want to do with us as an audience that um, might really embrace the benefit of Tara. All right, beautiful. I'm shuffling now. Let's see. Okay. Well, start shuffling, everybody. BiddyTara.com is very much worth looking at, and you will also be able to find her at TaraFoundations.com. Tara, T-A-R-O-T, Foundations.com. So much information she provides. Um, and a woman of heart has been able to communicate with her on a number of ways and she has written a wonderful chapter and a book that we are uh, compiling Dr. Uh, Mary O'Malley and I myself called Your Soaring Phoenix which is going to come out in Kindle in a matter of days and in paperback in a matter of weeks well, well how are I'm we doing <laughs> oh it is it's a um, beautiful wonderful book I so appreciate your contribution to this book 25 amazing Spiritual teachers offer such tools to inspire and expand and to spiritually ascend. But what are your cards telling us today? Well, um, so the first card that I drew is the Five of Pentacles in the reverse position. Now, it's so funny that we were talking about good cards and bad cards (laughs) because the Five of Pentacles is one of those cards people often go like, oh, no. Um, So (laughs) I don't want that one. No, I know we see like two beggars out in the snow and they're cold, they're probably hungry and and yet behind them is sort of this well-lit church. Um, When I see cards in the reverse position, I often see that as a sign more of um, internal processes. So where that energy is being harnessed within ourselves. So it might be that we're um, connecting with it on a private level or just through our own thoughts and and our feelings as opposed to embracing that energy when we're engaging with others or our external environment. So um, with the Five of Pentacles reversed, I often see this one come up as about letting go of a scarcity mindset. Now I know this is a little bit of a diversion from traditional um, meanings, but this is something that's been really connecting with me. the more that we can stop looking at like what don't I have and the more that we can look at what do I have, you know, the better off that we will be. And so perhaps the, um, the action or, you know, the, the thing that um, the listeners can take away is to think about, you know, if there is something in your life <clears throat> where you might be feeling like, oh, I just don't have enough of this. Maybe it's like I don't have enough money or... Um, <clears throat> maybe I don't have all of the possessions that I want in my life. Have a think about how you can turn that around to something where, wow, I have an abundance of this. Um, and maybe it's, you know, I've got an abundance of time. Um, I've got an abundance of space. I've got an abundance of love around me. So think carefully about how can you start to shift from a scarcity mindset Um, into more of an abundant mindset. Um, I also drew the Queen of Swords uh, next to this card and what I love about um, this woman is that she is focused. She's so focused on the way 
forward for her and she's holding her sword very high and so it's as if she's going right I'm going to have an abundance mindset and we're going to do this um, and you know she's really making things happen and when I was looking at this card what I was really connected to is there's a small little butterfly in the throne that she's sitting on and to me that butterfly is about transformation so here's your opportunity to really transform any sort of scarcity mindset that you might have about what you don't have and then shift that into a new mindset about what you do have and move forward from that position. Determination, dignity and confidence too. That's just beautifully said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something very powerful about the Queen of Swords. She's certainly got her <clears throat> sight set on that. Yeah. Were there any other cards that you drew up, or were those are the two? Those, those were the two. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, and it's you know it's kind of funny because sometimes like when you're doing a reading, you're thinking, come on, let's go for a major arcana card. Let's make this really powerful. <laughs> and then the tarot just you know it'll give you what it gives you. You know you can't you can't really. Um, push it into a certain direction or not and what it gives you is is what you're meant to have I believe <laughs> I just you know I think these cards are just so powerful from the standpoint that if you are looking at what you do have now you're focused on the materials with which you can weave your future into something even more so uh, I was listening to a, a book by a cosmologist and a physicist and saying that the universe expands and as the universe expands actually the atoms multiply just by the very act of, of expansion there's an additional growth of, of additional atoms that develop and out of nothing comes more um, so mm. to look at to look at what you have those are the materials that are available right there in the moment for you to weave the next expanded moment so Beautiful reading for everybody. That, that's what you grow out of is what you have in the moment. Well, Bridget, tell us what you want us to take away from in terms of our future ability to use Terra to inspire, direct, inform. What would you want us to take away? Mm, I think, you know, whether you've been using tarot cards for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be, or if this is the first time you've ever heard of it, you know, what is a tarot card? Um, it's, there's so much um, potential here to work with these cards in a very unique and powerful way. It, it doesn't have to be about crushed velvet and crystal balls and gypsy caravans and so forth. It can be if you want it to be, but <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> Um, and hopefully what you've, you've um, experienced today is that, yeah, there's such a wonderful space here to go into um, deep self-exploration, but also to help others. You know, as you start to master the tarot cards, you can help um, and inspire other people to create transformation in their life using just the tarot cards. So um, I certainly hope that, you know, we've opened up your minds to um, this wonderful tool that can be used in your life. Thank you so much. Now, listeners, if you will hang on, we're going to go to a time where we're going over the end. And what I would like very much, uh, Bridget, if you could tell them about the classes you offer so they can become competent in using these cards for themselves and for others. 
Yeah, right now um, I'm offering the Master the Tarot Card Meanings um, course. It's a six-module course to help you build that really strong personal and intuitive connection with the tarot cards. Um, you can now do it as a home study program. So if you head over to tarotfoundations.com, you can find out more about what that program is about. Um, and then again, starting in August, we move into our level two. So um, that's the level one class and, and now um, starting to move into level two where I'll teach you how to read tarot with confidence. And that's going to be a six-week live and interactive uh, online course. Um, and you know, if, if reading books is perhaps what you prefer, if you go over to biddytarot.com, um, I also have a number of tarot guides. So the ultimate guide to tarot card meanings, which is like over 330 pages of card meanings, um, and Tarot Foundations: 31 Days to Read Tarot with Confidence. Uh, it's another great ebook to really help you get started um, with learning how to read the tarot cards. These are courses that are well-priced, very detailed. You are very thorough in all of your materials, so I'm, I'm quite sure they would be interesting and usable. Thank you so much for your time all the way from across the planet, almost directly across the planet from where I'm at. And again, folks, reach out to her. She is a guide, a teacher, uh, one of heart and one of spirit who wants to help you be able to reach inside yourself and expand, which is that wonderful reading you gave to us at the end. Time to expand, <laughs> folks, and go beyond your limitations. Using the materials you have, and now you have a little bit more of the Terra as well. And again, we can contact you, how, Bridget? Um, you'll find me at biddytarot.com, or I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash biddytarot. Thank you so much. This has been a delightful day. I don't want to end the conversation. <laughs> no, thank you so we much all for get having to me. Yes, thank you as well. Listeners, I thank you for joining us too. You take very good care of yourself. Be inspired and be encouraged to be yourself. We've been touched today by Bridget Esselman, and I hope you will continue to touch those people around you as well. Take very good care.